So I feel like when people go gym most times, there's this ideology where they say, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should go to the weight section. There are so many content creators that post content for free. Why don't you just look at it? Take, take a screenshot on your phone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of In Pursuit of Passion, produced by Empart Media and hosted by myself, Hamish Hallett, where I speak to amazing individuals pursuing their passions to the fullest. In this episode, I was joined by Emmanuel Omewar, all about his passion for powerlifting. We also covered the concept of chasing continuous progress, why we let go of good habits and golden rules for pursuing a passion. So sit back, relax let's pursue this passion. Welcome Emmanuel Omiwal to In Pursuit of Passion. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, thank you. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. No, really, really glad to have you on on this amazing podcast. I know I was just speaking beforehand as, you know, I was, you know, I used to be a powerlifter, even though, as I said, I don't look like I do powerlifting now. Yeah. But I'm really, really, you know, happy for you to come on and talk about your kind of like passion of powerlifting. But yeah. I think before we kind of dive into like your passion and how you got into the sport, I think, yeah. you know, it'd be great if you could just describe powerlifting like to someone who probably has no clue what it is. Like, how would you kind of like, yeah, describe powerlifting to someone who has no idea what it well, is? Well, um, I think I'll just start from the basics. So you have to kind of get an understanding of the three basic um, compound movements, which would be your squats, your bench, and your deadlift. And I've said that the idea of powerlifting for me is in the whole process of doing powerlifting it's about you versus you necessarily because it's trying to beat that version of yourself that you were before and then the whole process of powerlifting is being able to move as much as possible but it's not just about moving the weight but doing it safely as well because if you're thinking about doing it in the long run if you're going to squat properly you have to squat properly if you're going to bench you have to bench properly and if you have to deadlift you have to deadlift properly as well so i'll say it's about being able to know yourself get a good coach to support you through that journey and also being able to communicate properly with your coach and also being able to like understand your body as well. So for example, I've gone through a process where I did um, conventional deadlifts. I had a lot of, a few issues with my lower body and I switched to sumo, but now I've started prepping for my next competition and now I'm back to conventional. And I feel like it's a continuous journey of learning new techniques and best ways to lift without feeling any pain and in the long run as well. No, that's a, that's a good summary. I, I, I wouldn't yeah. be able to summarize powerlifting like that, to be honest. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so that's a really good summary. And thank you, thank you. as you, yeah, as you were saying, actually, it was, it was super interesting when you said it was kind of like you versus you. Yeah. And I'd just love to, I'd love to understand what do you actually like mean by that? So for me, I think like, okay, so I might go a bit too deep into this, but I feel like we live in a world where social media is there. And I feel mm. like it's a situation where, it's not necessarily if I'm not competing with you on the stage, I don't I don't I'm not worried about your progress. I'm not like worried about how far you're going. And I feel like it's a thing where people need to be able to like look back on what they have done and see where they have come from. So that's a you versus me kind of situation. So the reason I post my fitness videos on Instagram a lot, it's not because I want to show the world, oh my God, I'm that strong, but it's like a record sheet for me, for example. Like today I was working on my program and I went back on Instagram and I was like, oh, Last week I did 145. This week I'm going to do 150. So I was like, oh, okay, that's really good. That's really good. 
So for me, that's like the you versus you. And when you like look back and you see, like when I said at gym, I never liked benching, but my brother used to always tell me bench, bench, bench. And I used to be like, no, it's not for me. And now I'm literally catching up to his bench, but it's like a very good like a relationship on competition in that sense, you know? It's like, okay, I'm going to do better than you. And he's like, okay, I'm watching you, I'm watching you. But it's like a healthy you versus you relationship, not necessarily like, oh, I'm trying to outdo you because I want to like show off and stuff. So for me, you versus you is basically the whole idea where you're looking into that mirror today. Like it's about being better than I was yesterday. And the fact that I can continuously progress and see that progress is literally all that matters, to be fair. Yeah. No, you know, I agree with that so much in terms of like putting your like fitness work, like fitness um, videos on social media, because people have this conception of like, we're so egotistical by putting it online, like showing yeah. us doing bench and stuff like that. And I absolutely agree with that in the sense of actually, we're not doing that because of that. We're actually yeah. doing it because of like the progress. And yeah. I think back in my sort of days where I was, you know, powerlifting or like trying to compete, I did the exact same thing. Like I was looking yeah. back at my videos and like, oh yeah. God, I used to do... Like now I look back, I was like, oh my God, I was able to do like 160 kg for yeah. squats. Yeah. And then I look and I, I remember doing like 180 as like one, like, you know, crazy like final rep, right? Yeah. So it's sometimes like doing that and looking back, it's brilliant to sort of yeah. compare yourself and how you progress. So it's, yeah, it's, it's exactly. amazing. And to say on this sort of same topic of like yourself and like you versus you, because I, lo- I love that idea. Yeah. Could you like describe to me like your first time in the gym? Because I feel like... I remember my first time in the gym. Yeah. And I, re- I, go in, I, I remember going to the gym of like, you know what? I want to pack yeah. up loads of muscle, yeah. get loads of girls, all that crap, right? Yeah. So I'd just love to know like, what, okay. you know, what made you go into the gym basically? Yeah. Okay. So initially, um, so when I was, when I moved to Cambridge initially, when I did my foundation degree, I was like, I wasn't into the gym. I literally used to be like a bookworm, go to the library, spend my whole day in the library. Yeah. And then a friend of mine, my brother used to go to the gym then. I used to send me his videos and I said, wow, he's strong, like really strong. And then one day I decided to go to the gym at um, the Cambridge Ruskin campus at um, Cambridge. And I was with my friend over there and he was, I think we're doing shoulders or bicep curls. And he was doing the weights because he has been going a longer time before me. And I was like, this is heavy. This is difficult. So I went that one day. And I never went gym again after that day. So I just literally went back. I, I think I canceled my membership, but it was a trial. I didn't go again. That was like, what, 2015? And then fast forward two years after, 20, I think, 16, summer, when I finished my undergraduate degree, I got a job at Bills in Chelmsford, good money. And the gym was literally like five minutes away from working, work. So it was now a situation where... I feel then, in, I think Instagram really influenced my gym then. So it was for me, like, I was that kind of person where, because rather than, I didn't want to hire someone then, because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do in terms of my fitness journey. So I decided to research and watch videos on YouTube and Instagram, make programs, make stuff that can help me out. And then literally go to the gym and literally train. But going in there initially, I was, yes, I was weak. Like, when I look at my past videos, I was like, whoa, like, what am I doing? <laughs> And it's like, but regardless of that, I feel like it's that journey and that process. Like when I used to go initially, like I, I never did legs. So I used to always say, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I always, always, always yeah. used to say, I used to look like Johnny Bravo because like I trained up and belly so much. Yeah. And I had my lats were like really big, really wide. And yeah. then my legs were like skinny. So like, yeah. So yeah. initially it was like, okay, cool. And my brother used to go with me. So I had that like motivation and we used mm-hmm. to be like, we used to live together. So literally the gym is on the ground floor of the house and we live at the top floor so we go uni we come back with gym we go uni we come back with gym so it's literally set from there and then yeah 
that's how the kind of journey started. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. I think it, it's interesting how you mentioned your brother as well. Like I'm guessing he must have had like a massive influence on you as well as like starting your fitness journey, I'm guessing yeah. as well. Yeah. So he, he went, he started a long time ago and then when we started going, he used to like, he always benched. We did everything together, but when it came to benching, he was like, he, that's his, his thing. Like he's way stronger on the bench than me. But obviously we started training together and we always like, the day he's not feeling it, I'm like, come on, bro, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then we kind of said, keep some pushing each other back and forth, back and forth. And gradually I started in powerlifting. I decided to go for a competition and then he was like, he's going to jump on as well. And then he was like, okay, cool. And then we decided to actually compete at the same competition on the same day and in the same weight class. And yeah, yeah, it's really cool as well. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, I, I'm guessing, because I know, I know what you mean. I feel like sometimes having, even though I didn't have like a brother, like I don't have a brother, I have, a, I have like an older sister. And even though I don't yeah. have someone close, like a close relative to go to the gym with and have that yeah. competition, kind of competition, if, I, if, if that's the best way to say it, with your yeah. brother, I did have someone quite similar as well at uni with the same thing. And I feel like having that kind of person near you can push you to, the, yeah. to, to, to a certain point where you wouldn't push yourself if you're there by yourself, I feel. Yeah. Um, and like even 100%. though you hate, you know what I mean? Like, even though I hate you for doing that yeah i actually in the long run long yeah. run benefit benefit from it so much right so i feel like yeah. that must have like that must also play into your relationship with your brother i'm guessing in the oh gym. yeah oh yeah definitely like i feel like that point you mentioned about hate about not like for example when i do some exercises like oh go for one more rip and i'm like i don't want to go for it and no. he's like come on just go let's go <laughs> and i feel like sometimes it's like like, well, he has really helped me to be fair. Like so many, like, for example, working on my deadlift from the other day, he noticed some picking points and he was like, okay, you know what? Why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? And he like records from the side angle to actually show me at the end. Okay. You know what? Try to change this, try to change that. And I feel like that support there and having someone that genuinely wants to see better of you is so amazing because mm -hmm. I feel like it's better to have someone that wants to genuinely see good for you than someone that just wants to, that doesn't want to necessarily push you to be better. Yeah. yeah and i feel like and i feel like that having that love of brotherhood there and it goes both ways it's like oh have you tried this are you tried this maybe you get make you get better and there's that continuous push daily and kind of fate in someone that kind of pushes me going forward like when i did my after this first competition i went in some way i was like maybe i'm not gonna do the go for the um the next one in next year but i, I told my sister and my brother and my sister was like hey i've told my friends already that you're going to do something next year. So you better do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. I'm not giving up anymore. I'm going to do it. Uh, so it's like, so even my sister, like my, like my sister's gotten into the gym now. Her partner's gotten into the gym now. So it's like a family thing. We've kind of like motivated our siblings to into it as well. So yeah, it's quite good. Oh, that's amazing. That. Oh, that's, yeah. that is so funny how your sister is going around all to your, her friends saying, you know what? My brother's doing a competition next year. And yeah. you're like... About that, <laughs> about that. Yeah, I might not, you know. But that—that's the thing is, though. I feel like oftentimes I think we just need that push. I feel, yeah, because I think like we—I think you agree with this. We are like our worst critic. We don't back ourselves enough. Yeah, and I think oftentimes, like I speak to so many guests on this podcast, who I think the one common trait that of how they pursue their passion to the best of their ability is having that support network. Yeah. And I think with you, you're part of that sort of contingent, if that, if that's even a good word to describe it, in the sense of, you know, you have a brother, you have a sister who's 
who who will say to you, yeah, like you can go for an extra rep, you can go for that competition next year. And I yeah. think that's really important to have. I think, you know, it's brilliant that, you yeah. know, you have that kind of close sort of net sort of network in that sense. And speaking of which, in terms of that close network, like how are those then close to you? If that's your like, let's say your brother or your sister, yeah. how would those close to you describe your your passion for powerlifting? Well, um, hmm. so getting into powerlifting has been like, what, since maybe like last year ending, ending of last year, because yeah. I've always had like this generalized bodybuilding background. I didn't, I never did a competition, but I always to be like push pull legs, push pull legs every single day. And then getting into powerlifting, I felt like before I said powerlifting, I always like used to squat, deadlift and bench, but it wasn't as heavy or as like as good as it is now. Yeah. But I feel like getting into powerlifting, I... I feel like there's this joy I derive from it. Like when I'm in the gym, I'm listening to my music. I'm like, I'm, I'm, it's like a vibe, you know, it's like, and I feel like whenever, whenever I feel down, for example, and I feel like giving up my brother's like, you know, you love this stuff. You know, you really like to do this. Like, I know, I know, like, like sometimes he's like, I don't do the weight you do, but I see how you enjoy doing the weight you do. And I know you can do better. So never don't give up. And it's like, I like the, the consistency is there, like the, the diet lifestyle is there, the consistency is there. Like when I speak to people, I go gym five times a day. They're like, sorry, five times a week. Sorry, not today. They're like, how do you have the time? Yeah. They're like, how do you have the time? But I feel like mm. it's, it's, I always tell people this, that if it's something you really want to do, you make time for it because oh, there's agree. everything else you do in life that you can make time for. So for me, it's like a nine-to-five gym, dinner, chill. And yes, as much as that might sound boring, but I love a routine life. And it's like, it works perfectly going forward for me as well. So I would say a description would be, yeah, like I'm not like, yeah, I would say I'm a fun person, yeah, in the gym. And I think it's all about, I would always be happy to help, share information, give free advice and like, yeah, just enjoy it. To be fair, it's like, it's just about enjoying the whole process. I feel like that's a major thing because if you don't enjoy it, you won't do it for a long period of time and you don't want to hurt yourself during the whole process. So for me, I feel like the key point is, or the key way is, I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, it's like fun, enjoy the process, do the right thing. And yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like showing up. Yeah, every single day for it is it i think is the yeah. best way because i feel like i know what you're trying to get at it's like people have the have these absolute excuses of saying i have not got enough time to yeah. do the gym or i have not got enough time to do that creative pursuit or i have not got that time to learn whatever it is right yeah they have an excuse to say oh, i haven't actually got that time yeah. which is absolute rubbish in my eyes sometimes <laughs> because it's like yeah. no you do have the time it's just you're not willing to put the effort in to do exactly. the thing right and i also yeah. feel like it's how much do you really want it how exactly. much do you really want to push yourself to the next to the next level. stage or to the next level or whatever it is like because i i agree with you in terms of like i'll be honest right i try i i have to fit in the gym with, for me i have to do it this why yeah. I'm, i i love the gym so much because if i don't do it i become no no joke i become the hulk <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like I don't, not, not, I don't, I turn green. I get angry. Like I just, I just turn into an absolutely annoying person to be around. Yeah. And I don't become, I'm not a very good, I don't feel like I'm a good, I'm as a good worker. 
with my job right now. I don't yeah. feel like I'm as good as a podcaster. I just yeah. don't feel like I'm a good a person in terms of relationship, friendships, whatever it is. Yeah. Right. So I have to do it. Right. Yeah. And I think if those who are listening, if those, you know, it's it's about trying to find like kind of not not to that extent of what I've just said, but maybe yeah. finding a reason to to do the thing that you need to do, basically. Yeah. Right. Because I think for people to say I haven't got enough time. I kind of think it's a bit of a lousy excuse. Yeah. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, I feel like I was speaking to my brother yesterday or someone the other day, and I told him that I have this ideology or mindset where I say, so for example, normally my evenings are normally like really chilled. I try not to do any work yeah. at home, but I have this mindset where rather than doing Netflix or just laying down in bed on my phone, why don't I do the other thing? For example, on Saturday, uh, since you follow me on Instagram, I was meal prepping at like 10 p.m. in the night. Normally on a Saturday evening, I would probably be in bed chilling. But I was like, you know what? On Sunday, I want to have a nice day. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to stay up late rather than watching Netflix and do the meal prep because I know I'm going to enjoy the food tomorrow. <laughs> and I would, I would have to do it tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, so it's like, I feel like, yes, like, yeah, how much, how bad do you want it? You know, like, oh my God, I can't meal prep. Like, when I say meal prepping, you eat chicken and rice every day. It's the easiest food to make. And it lasts five days in the fridge. Literally. Oh and it's, God, yeah. and every, whenever you microwave it, it's going to be so good. But regardless of that, because of background and like back home, I've tried to like make it fancy. So I've added tomatoes, kidney beans, coconut milk, like make it good enough because I feel like, it's, it's all about making it good enough to like last that period of time because if you don't like it you're not going to eat it if you don't if you don't yeah. like what you're training you're not going to do it so i feel like you have to make that opportunity for you to do something as much as you feel like yeah you might not like want to do it but it has to be done and That's i feel it. like i feel like what you said is so true because when when i said going to gym a lot more in uni when i was in my architecture degree a few people i know was like oh my god i've noticed your mood has changed like you're a lot happier yeah more like energetic and i was like yeah like it's a good vibe, you know, it's like you go gym, you meet people like you don't know. And I've met a lot of friends going through gym because it's like, oh my God, I've never tried that before. You train with someone, oh my God, I've never trained like that before. And it's like, you build a good relationship and like a community over there as well, where it's like, you just keep on going and you say, oh, have a session together. And then yeah, become friends for life from that, literally. Yeah, no, definitely. I feel like, especially the, the way you just said in terms of like that community aspect of fitness. Yeah. I mean, that's something that I feel, I don't think people... I don't think it's talked about enough outside. Yeah. Like, I think people within fitness know there's such a good community with it. Yeah. I think a lot of people look at fitness and think, oh, it's just you and yourself yeah. lifting a bunch of weights and that's it. Whereas actually, yeah. no, it's, it's lies. It's, there's an absolute community out there. Like so yeah. many people you meet in the gym, like so many people, which I think is, is fantastic. And I think it's, yeah. it's brilliant that, you know, both of us have, you know, experienced that. And I think yeah. we're well, also something that I feel like, because I know you've mentioned this quite a lot where, you're not chasing perfection, just continuous progress, basically. And I know, yeah. you know, with the other things you do, you don't just do powerlifting. You also have like photography that you do as another passion yeah. of yours. You yeah. also got your own business, which is like amazing as well. So yeah. I just want to know, like, why is that message of like not chasing per perfection, just continuous progress? Why is that kind of message so important to you? Yeah. So first of all, I'm Catholic, Christian, proud. And I feel like the only perfection I know is God. And I can never be uh, God. And it's an idea sure. where to be, to be perfect means to never have mistakes and to never do mistakes and to like be so good in that sense. And I know it's not something that is possible for a mere man like me or for anyone to be fair in the world. So I feel like mm. that continuous progress is something you can kind of appreciate a bit more. Because for sure. example, the idea of 
um, what they call it, that they have posting my videos on social media or even just recording in the gym. It's not just for perfection. Maybe yes, to perfect a technique could be there, but ideally it's so that continuous progress because I can't start going gym today and look like the way I look today. It's that continuous progress that I can't just, most people think, oh, I'm going to do a treadmill for 30 minutes and 50 kg yeah. or 10 kilos has dropped in my body weight. It's not going to work that way. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not magic. <laughs> so I feel like it's a whole idea of that continuous progress. And I feel like that is one of the biggest things that kind of discourages people because it's a situation where you're saying, oh, I want to get to this level. I want to cross the bridge. But there are so many ways you can cross that bridge. Are you going to swim? Are you going to walk? Are you going to take a boat? Are you going to fly? Are you going to jump? And I feel like most people, when they start trying to calculate or think about the way of crossing that bridge, they get discouraged and they just walk away. And I feel like my idea of continuous progress is just the fact that I can wake up every morning. Yes, it's a routine, but trying to make that small improvement to make today better than to yesterday. And that's the whole idea of um, chasing, not chasing perfection, more, more like continuous progress. Because... Mm-hmm. Where you are today is not going to be where you are tomorrow. It's only going to be where you are tomorrow if you don't do anything about it. And I feel like it's the whole idea of having to do something about it and just putting the effort like, yes, it's not going to, for example, like most of the time I go gym, like I see, yes, most of yeah, I see look at people who are doing way, a lot more weight than me, but I know they took a pro, a journey, you know, it was a journey to get there. It wasn't like, oh. I woke up in the morning and now I'm doing like 300 kg squat. I'm doing like 300 kg deadlift. This was a progress. And they had times where, yes, it might not have felt good, but they kept on pushing. No, definitely. No, I love how like how you kind of use your faith as well as, as part of that message as well. Like even yeah. though I'm not, I'm not personally a religious person, I also find that really fascinating how you use that as well to yeah. also push through your message. And the, the thing is, right, because we, we've been both just talking about like how you know, people say like, oh, we don't put in loads of excuses to why they don't pursue something, right? Yeah. But but I just, there's part of me like, because people, as you'll probably know, like when this episode comes out, I think your episode might come out maybe in January time. Okay. Yeah. You're going to see like an absolute, you know, gym memberships up, you're going to see loads, yeah. you know, gym being packed, right? But yeah. then by February, it's empty again, right? Yeah. The same people who said, I'm going to be new year, new me, stops completely, yeah. right? I just want to know why is it that people just I don't know just fall off fall off the treadmill. Yeah, so I feel like the thing of so when I said going gym, it was a situation where oh okay maybe it's not going to continue, it's not going to be consistent, it's not going to last long. But I think like most times, I feel like most times people are I feel it's people are happy to do everything else than gym. I feel like gym is like a, you have to have a commitment for gym, like no other. And I feel like sometimes people are a bit like, for example, people are a bit not intimidated, but a bit wary when they see someone that's like committed, committed to the gym, you know, it's like, okay, it's like a relationship, for example. Like, I know if I go to gym, I'm going to see this progress. Like the program my coach made for me last week, I'm already on week, I'm on day three. And I know the training I've done today is going to make the next week's training better. So I feel like when people go gym most times, there's this ideology where they say, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should go to the weight section. And I feel, and this is because of a teacher background and in life background, I always tell people this, okay, fine. You're giving me all these excuses, yeah? 
But if you're going to look for a recipe, if you're going to ask your friend to go somewhere, you go on Google, you go on TikTok, you look at that person's outfit on Instagram, mm. look at this, look at that. There are so many content creators that post content for free. Why don't you just look at it? Take, take a screenshot on your phone. Take, go to the gym. Oh, rather than chatting with that, your friend, watch the video. This is how to do the form correctly. Okay, I'll try. Use lightweight. Get the progress. Or get a friend of yours that likes gym like that to teach you. But no, people are like, oh, no, I don't know what to do. Mm. And I feel like is the, 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 rather, when you say, oh, I'm going to start in January, why don't you start today? What stops yeah. you from starting today, you know? like And yeah, okay, as you said, even though I start in January, am I going to stay all the way through it, you know? It's like, am I going to keep on going? Am I going to be consistent with it? And it's a lot more than when I started recently and initially, I used to be this kind of person where I can eat whatever I want and still look good. But with growth of over the years, I've started to prep my meals. Yes, I don't count my calories like to like bodybuilding specifics, but I've kind of understood what my body needs, how much my body needs and how much I can sustain myself throughout the week and stuff. And it's just about understanding yourself and being able to. Yes, it's not everyone that will know what to do in the first place, but if you speak to someone like some days I can if if two things come to mind of giving information to people. One is the, how they receive it and if they are ready to receive it. Because most cases, like for example, I go to the gym most times and I'm not saying this out of spite or anything, but I see some people doing completely wrong form. I'm not a PT, yes, but I've been going for like five to six years and I know sometimes it shouldn't be that way. But if I should come to you and say, oh, sorry, you're doing this the wrong way. Am I going to get punched in the face? Am I going <laughs> to get ignored? Am I going to get like, oh, what are you talking about, mate? Are you a PT? Yeah. Like, I don't want to have that impact on people, but I feel like it's an idea where people need to be able to, just like how you research into other endeavors, think about your fitness journey, have a goal. What am I trying to achieve? How do I get to the goal as well? And there are so many resources out there to kind of put you that way. And yes, people start in January, but I feel like one half of the time people are not like dedicated enough to it. And I feel like people need to be able to understand that it's not going to happen quickly. And I feel like that's that idea is something that people need to understand a lot more because if you can understand the whole concept where it will take you a while to get there that weight you want to lose it will probably take you eight weeks to get there and it's not about just going to the gym like your whole lifestyle revolves around it how you're sleeping how you're eating how you are you decounting your daily ten thousand steps for example like for me if i even though i don't increase my step counts to that I, rather than taking the lift that walks some days I take the stairs just to make sure I'm actually getting my steps. Mm-hmm. So it's all about working around your daily schedule because most of the people say, oh my God, I have a um, table, a, a desk job, which I don't have to, I can't walk anywhere. But okay, it's fine. If you're not having a call, if you're not busy at the meeting, or for example, make sure you put your food on wherever the coffee machine is in your office, walk there, come back, walk around, go to the toilet quite often. That's still getting your step count in. So I feel like mm-hmm. it's all about making sure you can walk around your current environment and make it work for you. And I feel like, ask out for help, seek out help. I feel like there's so many people out there that literally, like so many, there's a, so a few people I follow, which under every post they make, they literally say, dear me for free advice. I can help you out, whatever you need, let me know. And I feel like it's all about finding those people who are genuinely ready to help and advise you to kind of go in the right direction. And it's all about also getting a, not an idol or someone to look up to in some way. So when I said my fitness journey, there's um, a content creator, Lumba, Lumba, I think. I don't know if you've seen him on Instagram before, 
He has his brand called Stay Dedicated. And his content is amazing. Oh, his yeah. training is amazing. He makes the workout. He makes everything. And ever since then, even now I still, I do powerlifting. Anytime I see his videos, I'm just like, oh, should I do bodybuilding? Should I do that? <laughs> it's like difficult, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, I'm like, but I'm currently in this phase where I'm like, you know what? Let's, well, this is what we're focusing on currently. And this is how to go forward as well. I think it's, I feel like it's also about, you know, lowering, lowering our expectations to things as well. Yeah. And also, also kind of like figuring out our commitment to something as well, because I feel like yeah. oftentimes I think we put too much expectations on this, on the situation, whereas the realities of that situation doesn't meet the expectations of of, of the thing, if that yeah. even makes sense. So what, what I mean by that is sometimes we have such high expectations of saying, I'm going to get a six pack the first day I walk into the gym. Whereas truly that doesn't happen. So you've got to go into the, to the gym for your first day and say, you know what, I'm going to suck at this. But guess yeah. what? If I, if I go into the, into the gym more and more, I'm going to suck yeah. less at it and less and less. Yeah. And it's also like lowering that commitment. It, it, it could even be like, look, if, if you go to the gym once a week, and you do 15 minutes on the treadmill, that's great, yeah. right? Like, I'm not, and I know, and, and that, okay, might, for both of us, that might not do it for us. Of course, it might yeah. not. However, for that person who has lowered their commitment so that they can go to the gym, that's a massive, massive goal achieved in that, in that yeah. sense, right? So I feel like, as you've been saying, I feel like oftentimes I think it's just the fact that I think a lot of people, I think set too much expectations on themselves, which don't yeah. match the reality of that situation. But yeah. it's also, I think, low in the commitment to that situation as well. You know, yeah. so yeah. no, definitely, I absolutely agree. And yeah. is there like a because I feel like you know, as as you've been talking about, you know, you, you know, you've been you have done like competitions as well, and yeah. I'd love to know like, is there like a cost to your passion that like nobody sees? So okay, so um, oh, let's see. Um, I feel like one of the biggest, before I go into it, I feel like one of the biggest things which I feel, I, I, yeah, I try to do it sometimes, but I feel like a lot of people, other like fitness influencers don't do it enough is no one really tells you their struggles of prep or mm-hmm. of whatever they do, you know? You see the heavy weights we lift on social media, we see, you see the heavy deadlift, the heavy squat, the heavy bench, but no one tells you if like, oh, their elbow is hurting or if, for example, their wrists are hurting or they have lower back pain or they have a one of their knee gets funny when they squat. No one really tells you that, but you see like the progress videos there. For me personally, I was born with um, my hands. Well, first and foremost, it doesn't really affect me, but I can't really necessarily do a supinated grip. So my hands, like literally my wrist is a ton farther than that. So it's literally, it limits me to do like supinated in, well, I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, pull-ups yeah. and certain things. But I've tried my way to walk around that. Um, my elbows hurt when I do a mixed grip deadlifts. And I had to ask my coach the other day, I was like, oh, can I actually, is that that way things I can do? And he's like, okay, you know what? Use straps for now. And when you're going to your heavy singles, you can use mixed grips so that you don't like, the, your elbow doesn't hurt you continuously during your prep. And I was like, okay, that's, thank you. That's why I constantly use straps when I do my reps and everything else as well. And I feel like uh, other things that can kind of, um, what they call it, limits or pe- people not necessarily know is lower back pain sometimes. So from conventional deadlifts, it's quite taxing as well. And I feel like that's another aspect that kind of makes me feel sad a bit. I'm like, oh, and when I listen to people who say, oh, they do conventional deadlifts without lower back pain, I click on the video. How is that possible? <laughs> I need to be on that level. 
but I feel like it's all about my from my my current my current coaches like okay you need to brace properly you need to use your hands as hooks and I feel like it's all about learning that and gradually I'm beginning to really actually appreciate that and actually notice that pain has reduced and so on and so forth. In terms of ever feeling tired, no 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 no. Interesting. <laughs> really? Oh, oh, oh come on. Jim is live, bro. Oh, Jim. <laughs> love that. That's the title of the episode. That Jim, 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 Jim is, is live. live. Okay, okay, for example, on a Monday, I'm teaching like nine to four, and I have I know I have heavy squats after. Yes, I'm tired, bro. I'm not gonna lie, I'm actually tired. But my saving grace is that one scoop of pre-workout is gonna get me tingly, and then the music is there. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Yes, I'm probably gonna be up late till like 1 a.m. because of this amount of caffeine I've consumed. But going to the gym and knowing I'm gonna have a good session. For me, it's like I think about gym sometimes as like a club for me. Because once I have my music in, I'm like really bubbly and dancey. I just it's a vibe. So I go through it like, yes, go through the second one, go through the third set, fourth set, fifth set, and it's all done for me. So in terms of feeling tired. Yes, there are days I feel tired, there are days I don't feel great, there are days I feel like, some days I'm still like, my dumps from last, maybe two, last two days are still like there, but I'm just going to warm up properly, make sure I warm up properly, eat properly, rest properly, and then go for the session. But yeah, I think in that sense, things are like, hinder the whole process would be, yeah, maybe physical pain in the body, maybe tiredness is there, fatigue is there, oh my God, when I, the last competition I did, the first SBD session I did, I whined so much to my coach. I was like, oh my God, I'm in so much pain. My whole body is so, I can't walk. I can't lay down. I'm laying down, but I'm like in pain. But I feel like, yeah, the fatigue was high because my, I've never done such like a heavy squat, a heavy deadlift and a heavy bench press all in one day in less than three hours at the same time. And I feel like being doing that to my body, like pushed my body to the point like, okay, yes, well, we're going to react. It's not going to be easy. But after a while, my body got used to it. I was like, okay, cool. We can go for that. We can be feel happy. And then, yeah, I think yeah, that's it really. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. I think I completely relate in terms of like the pain of like after a session. Yeah. I remember one session where I think it was, it was doing like a prep session um, for a competition. I think it was like uh, Bucks. So Bucks is the British university championships i think it is called yeah that's yeah. i think they called um i remember doing like heavy squats and i remember like we we are sometimes like on our, our old house in kent in canterbury yeah. was like up a massive hill yeah or like down a hill and i remember walking down the hill it was painful i couldn't walk <laughs> i wanted to crawl back to the house i was with i was with my person i mentioned who we've been pushing each other at yeah. that time and we were living together it, it was painful it yeah. was so so painful and it's like this is and the thing is i completely agree with you in the sense of like sometimes you can have like a whole day of work but yeah. somehow go to the gym and you're fine and you're you're in this mode and you're like oh i'm not tired anymore it's fine yeah um but like i know what you mean and some some days i'm just like why am I doing this? Why am I doing oh, this, my buddy? Oh, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, was, least, has, has that happened? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. So what do they call it? So sometimes. So okay. So one of this, this happened quite a lot. Not not yeah, quite a lot. But it doesn't keep push me down because, mm -hmm. like, the process of getting stronger for powerlifting is like, for example, in terms of deadlift and bench press. Bench press, I'm like happy to do it. 
But in terms of deadlifts, to get to the goal of, for example, I'm aiming for a 300 kg deadlift in my comp next year, the walk-in process is like doing sets of two, 210, 230. I'm like, why are you doing this? But I'm there like, you know what? When you're pulling that 300 kg on the stage that day, you will know you've put your body through the process. So, yeah, so I feel like, no, some days, like, if I'm doing, like, heavy squats, I'm like, ah, this is really worth it. My brother's like, yeah, come on, you know you can do it. Come on, one more, one more. I was like, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, but yeah, nah, definitely. Those kind of, what, sometimes it does happen, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like you're kind of, like, midway doing a squat, and you're like, oh, do I really want to push this up? I just want to just fall down. <laughs> just lie down. Right, yeah. but then you're like, no, I've put it up. Come on, let's push yeah. up. You know, so yeah, yeah. No, I totally, totally. And like, to sort of, it's kind of like switch the conversation a little bit. Then, how essential do you think it is for people to have like at least a creative outlet? It doesn't have to be photography; it can be anything, really. Like, how how important um, is it? I think, I think, it, I think it's quite a good idea. Well, mm. it, I feel like everyone has like their own creative outlet. So, like for my brother, he does, um, he 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 does. He DJs or he makes mixes as well, which are kind of on SoundCloud as well. So that's kind of his creative outlet. Um, my sister is into poetry and she brings that into her workplace as well. And I'm into photography and I feel like everyone, is, I feel like it's a kind of a gateway because yeah. it's okay. Like, for example, I do a nine to five and then I do gym. I went in the gym, I take pictures of people as well sometimes, or I take pictures of equipment, or when I go to new gyms, I take pictures of how the gyms look as well. But I feel like it's it's a kind of it's a kind of gateway, I suppose, because there's always people who say or motivators on social media will say, find a hobby of yours that and make it like grow it and make it a business or make it a part of you that you can actually benefit from as well. So I feel like in this day and age, it's all about being able to find something that you enjoy and at the same time can do freely and enjoy doing it and uh, yeah it might be photography dancing singing mm. social media is amazing for that like you can get so you can get viral quickly on tiktok if by releasing like a 30 second video or so <laughs> yeah so i feel like yeah i feel like creativity is like almost people sometimes for example i'm teaching drawing now and some of my students are like oh my god Emmanuel, i can't draw it's difficult but i'm like if you don't try it you won't be able to do it you know, like when I started taking pictures initially, yeah, they were not as great as not, they are now, but gradually it takes time to like literally get good at it. And I'm not saying mine are the best right now. There's some famous pictures I see and I'm like, wow, show me how <laughs> yeah. to get there. Get that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, I feel like it's all about the whole idea again, which is chasing, not just in um, perfection, more like continuous progress because it's, it's in everything less really. Yeah. No, definitely. And I feel like, that's kind of like it seems because it's like kind of chasing that progress all the time over that perfection. I feel like that kind of is your like one golden rule you kind of live by yeah. when pursuing like your passion. Is there like is there like another is there like, is there like another rule or is that like um, your main sort of? Let's see. Um, oh yeah, I, I read. I made this one and um, well, I made this one on my merchandise. Where I said I do this for me. Um, if I get better, it's for me. If I get stronger, it's for me. And I feel like that's another one to live by because at the end of it all it's not it's not people it's not a selfish motto but it's it's a, a real life motto you know if yeah. you're gonna for example like when i teach my students and for example they come in most of them come in late and they come in early and they're like oh Emmanuel, i came in early for you and i was like it's not for me you're doing it it's for yourself because if you get a job in future 
and you come in late, you get fired. Or you get an email <laughs> and you lose the job. So at the end of it all, anything you do is necessary for you. If you go gym consistently, if you do your program, if you listen to your coach, you're doing this for you. Yes, he's there, but necessarily if you win, at the same way I tell people, like for example, I have two students who are working in, in different companies now. And I was told them that I remember when I was teaching you CAD design, you you you, you didn't like it. But now is it my name on your pay slip? They're like, no. You see, I'm not the one getting the money. You're learning it then, you have done it for yourself, you've gotten better at it. And now you're making progress for yourself as well. So I feel like that idea is, I do this for me. If I get better, it's for me. If I get stronger, it's for me. It's a kind of, you can add anything else that if I read my books, I pass my exams for me. If I put in the work, I pass. It's, it's literally kind of a kind of idea to also live by as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. You can, you can live, that, live by that idea in so many different ways, I feel. Yeah. Through, through powerlifting, through your business, through photography i mean you can do it in different ways and i feel like it is so true i feel like doing it for yourself not just doing it for a different person i think is so important because i think so yeah. many people do certain things to do to please other people if that's to please their parents that's please their friends yeah and i think as you said i mean you perfectly i mean you explained it a lot better than how i'm explaining it right now but it's like you're the one getting the pay slip not yeah your next door neighbor or some yeah. random person right so yeah. why why yeah you know why are you kind of thinking about that you know so i think it's a really good i think it's a great rule i think to yeah. doing you know finding it doing something for yourself rather than doing it for other people no yeah. it's it's a great rule and you know to leave off this really good, great conversation by the way what does passion mean to you Ooh, um, let's see. I know. Deep um, question, I know. <laughs> I was in my head, I was like, oh my God, I needed to reset just this, this meaning. But let's see, I feel like, let's see. I feel like to be genuinely passionate about something, you need to first of all love what it is you are doing. And you because you can't derive passion for something if you don't like it or enjoy it. Because because to be like for example i'm passionate about drawing card design architecture revit and even my students are like emmanuel is passionate about this because like i can wake i, I this is the idea i give my students sometimes i say i can wake up from sleep and i can do a drawing for you i can tell you oh this is what you need to do this is what you need to do this is what you need to do and i feel like being being able to be passionate about something means you can genuinely invest to be better at that thing putting your resources into it to get better and to become the best version of yourself for that purpose as well. So I think for passion, being passionate, my definition of passion is being able to put in, put yourself in a situation where of, I think humility as well, because to be passionate about something you have to, you don't, you can't be egoistic about it as well, because if you want to be passionate about something, you have to have opportunity of humility there to be able to learn more because as much as you might be passionate, you are not perfect. You're not perfect either. Yeah. So, so it's like a, it's like a, you, you keep on going and going and going because yes, you're passionate about it, but you're not perfect at it yet. Like for example, yes, I'm a master of town planning, but does not mean I'm perfect at town planning. Mm. I, I can get a qualification higher than that. I can go for courses on the line for that. So it's like a continuous progress in terms of passion. So yeah. That is that's my, a, wow. Yeah, that's great. I I love the way you just incorporated the humility part as well. 
because I've not I've not properly thought about that because I, I as you now just said that it is so true because if you are passionate about something you want to improve and make yourself better and better but in yeah. order to have that you've got to be so humble enough to to accept that you're not perfect at it yeah. or you're not not even perfect at it you're not you could be better at it yeah but to take the ego out of that situation to yeah. allow yourself to get better at it it's brilliant yeah. brilliant yeah, so, brilliant brilliant, yeah. brilliant. So like to top it off, it's like the, the idea, like, for example, as much as which is still based on teaching and even in real life, the reason you pay for a coach is not because, oh, you don't believe you can get strong by yourself, but you need that extra support to yeah. guide you in that direction. And I feel like one of the biggest things if life is you can you can't necessarily be great at everything. That's why we have other people there to kind of support you in that sense. And to push your passions to a certain level, you have to sometimes ask for help and support from other ones. For example, let's take it for example, you're a student. Most of my students come in, they're like, oh my God, I want to study architecture. And I'm like, okay, I've actually studied architecture. And I can be like a good support system or community for you to get to that level. And I know this is your passion, but to get to that passion that you're looking at, you have to go through this process. And by preparing you through that process, when you get to like first year, for example, or foundation year, I've given you enough tools to inco- to get to which makes you great at your passion then, or even makes you better once you completed your three years degree, for example. So it's all about yeah, it's all about being able to know that you can improve, being able to accept humility, because it's like yeah, you can learn from different ways. For example, yes, I'm a teacher now, but I learn from my students as well. Like so much, for example, most of them are in the industry for like 10, 15 years before they will come to see me. And I'm like, whatever you know, I will know it as well. Whatever I know, <laughs> you will know it as well. So it's like a mix and match of like, yes, we're both passionate about this subject, but we have to have different like ingredients to fuel it as well. No, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. No, it's 100%. No, you, as you've just said, it, it, it's it's so true. I think it's, it is having that, you know, it's, it's having the idea of that humility again is like learning from other people as well, because to suggest that you know everything is totally a lie. You can always yeah. learn something, I find. Yeah. You know, there's this there's old saying of like, an old dog can't learn new tricks. Yeah. I think it's a bit, mm. bit rubbish, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I think, you know, I think you can still learn from so many different people and different things, I feel, you know? So I think it, it's it's definitely a really good thing that you just said. And I agree with, you know, your statement about passion. I think it's super interesting that you incorporated the humility part. Um, no, definitely. I mean, no, I'm only this has been such a great conversation. I've really enjoyed speaking to you. I mean, Thank you. it's clear, okay. you know, it's clear that you love powerlifting. It's great that yep. you're continuing doing it, put your yep. suffering, as some people might say, <laughs> but however, <laughs> however, maybe you're not, but I think it's brilliant <laughs> yeah. what you're doing. I also think it's brilliant what you're doing as well with, you know, the photography and also your business as well. And I think, you know, I follow, you know, I follow you and I think your content's amazing as well. So, you know, Thank continue you. what you're doing. And um, now this has been a massive pleasure, you coming on to Embassy of Fashion. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of In Pursuit Passion, produced by Empart Media and hosted by myself, Hamish Hallett. What's a great episode featuring Emmanuel all about his passion for powerlifting. You can find out all of his links down below in the episode bio. Until the next episode of In Pursuit Passion, keep pursuing that passion and see you in the next one.